You're listening to Serious Business with Andy Audate. Serious talk on business, marketing, and finance to win in this new economy. In this podcast, every single day, Andy Audate reveals cutting-edge strategies, technologies, techniques, and solutions to exponentially grow your business in the new economy. All right, so today we have my man, Carlton Dennis, man. He, we just finished wrapping up the Brand Marketing Summit, and today, man, I'm going to do a deep dive. Get into the brain of a young, black, hungry entrepreneur, <laughs> taking it to the next level. I'm so excited to have Carlton Dennis. He runs Carla Dennis. He, the, this man right here literally is running the fastest growing tax accountant office in Southern California. And I'm excited to have him on the Progression Show. Welcome, Carlton. Excited to be here, man. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, Carlton. So look, we just, you know, I want to, I had to bring this up, man. We yeah. just wrapped up the Brand Marketing Summit. Right. which was a, an event that I held here in Los Angeles, teaching entrepreneurs how to scale their marketing and scale their business, man. What was your overall experience in that event? Yeah, my overall experience um, was energy. I feel like there was so much energy in the room. These entrepreneurs were in there to try to learn different tricks and secrets on how they can grow their business and automate systems and process. But it really required a lot of energy for them to be able to get that knowledge and leverage that value to be able to apply it. And so one thing that you did was you brought in the music. You had them getting out of their chairs. It wasn't just you hitting them with a bunch of facts, but you also sharing stories with them. And that contributed to the experience that they had. And how important is it to go to these type of events? You know, you showed up, not, and I recognize that you showed up to speak, but I also see that you're showing up to events and you're networking. How important is it for success for you to show up to these type of events? You have to go to events. You have to put yourself in the environment because when you put yourself in the environment, you're surrounding yourself with other people who are trying to accomplish some of the same things as you. And so they may have tips or tricks that you just don't have that you can leverage once you establish a relationship with them. Although I was at the event to give a presentation, I actually connected with another speaker. Her name was Nas and she was just speaking to me about some of the things that she's doing with WFG and um, you know, her as an attorney and the types of clients and the state planning that she's doing. And I was able to get some tips and tricks from her and might even use her as a reference in the future. So when you go to these events, it's very um, important that you connect with people, that you introduce yourself to people because you're not just there to learn something, you're there to connect with people. Yeah, 100%. You know, I recognize that the opportunity isn't to show up and that when you show up physically and you show up powerfully, you're bound to receive an opportunity and you did just that. So Carlton, you know, bring me back to prior to you doing taxes and working with clients. Well, you know, I, I see that you're an athlete. Share with me that experience and how does the athletic mindset have to do with, what does the athletic mindset have to do with business? Yeah, so um, just a little background of myself. I've, I'm a retired football athlete. I played football my entire life. Um, I was blessed enough to be able to get a full scholarship to go play at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, and I've always been the person that made my name for myself in the weight room. I was a little bit of an undersized athlete, so I had to get up early to get into the weight room earlier than some kids to work out longer than them because my advantage was my strength and my speed. I really didn't have a lot of the size. And so having that mentality of um, getting up earlier and, and, and grinding a little bit harder than some of the other people that were born with some of those characteristics and talent was how I was able to shape myself into the entrepreneur that you see here today, who's a tax accountant. 
And when I was able to graduate Cal Poly, I had the opportunity to work for um, Gallo Wine Company in a career in sales. And I learned a lot of sales skills that I was able to. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for Gallo Wine Company. I didn't tell you about that. Gallo Wine? Yeah. Gallo Wine Company. Right when I graduated college, I worked for Gallo Wine Company, which is a family owned business. And uh, when I joined the company. What was that? Alcohol? Alcohol. Yes. Okay. Alcohol. All right. Yeah. Alcohol. Like uh, spirits, uh, beer, different things like that. Wine. Um, so when I worked for Gallo wine company, um, I noticed that they had really good sales training. And so I adopted their sales training process. I learned everything that they had to teach me and I started applying it as a sales rep for them. I became very successful and they wanted to promote me to become a manager, but I had, um, kind of a aha moment when I was like, you know what, I'm working for a family owned company. When my mother, who has been running her tax and accounting firm for 20 years, doesn't have the sales team. What if I bring some of my sales skills and create a sales team inside of her firm? And so that's what I did. So five years ago, I moved over from Gallo Wine Company inside my mother's firm. I created my own systems and process, um, created my own products and services to sell within her firm. Um, and now we are you know, running a, a seven-figure firm here, um, you know, doing quite well in our sales department. So that was kind of my transition from becoming an athlete to becoming a salesperson to transitioning to becoming a tax accountant. And where my passion really started for tax strategy was um, when I was at the age of 24. And when I was at the age of 24, looking at tax returns for the first time, I ran across this tax return of this retired 75 year old. And when I was reading through his tax returns, I noticed that he had multiple businesses, he had multiple real estate. And after adding back the depreciation and factoring in his expenses, he was doing about 200 grand of just straight cash flow a month. And after looking at his taxes, he was barely paying anything. When you, in say, taxes. Cash, when you say cash flow in this example, are you, are you sharing that it's net profit? Yeah, his net profit. His net profit was 200 grand a month. Okay. And so, you know, after looking at his tax returns and looking to see where he made his income from, I realized that real estate is a very powerful vehicle to. Um, grow your wealth and to avoid taxes at the same time as well as business and so I started doing tax planning for real estate investors and business owners gotcha so you you go from from doing sales for this wine and wine beverage company yes and you transition into working with your mom and her organization right and then at 24 you, you see someone's someone's tax return and you're like oh shoot this is that type of that type of money that this guy's making Oh man, I'm interested. You go in and you go in heavy, all in. Yes. On real estate. I popped off and started swimming in the Kool Aid, Andy. Like when I saw those tax returns, it was a turning point for me. It, it showed me that I don't need to just continue to work for a paycheck. I can work and put my money inside something, a vehicle that's going to pay me for the rest of my life. And that's what looking at those tax returns did for me. It gave me peace of mind and it gave me a goal to strive for. So let's talk about where you're at right now. So right now you're working in Carla Dennis and Associates, that, yes. which is a tax tax accountant office, correct? Correct. And you're essentially one of the one of the one of the people that's running the organization. That's correct. And in running the organization, how important has it been for you to market yourself? How hmm. important has it been for you to build a personal brand outside of Carla Dennis and outside of taxes? It's everything because at the end of the day, you know, word of mouth only goes so far in the tax and accounting field. 
And when you're a tax strategist, one of the important things is for people to understand what you're very passionate about. We're very passionate about helping business owners and real estate investors avoid taxes. So in order for us to get more business owners and real estate investors, we got to market ourselves as the real estate firm, as the business owner firm, that we can help those clients. And so being on outlets such as Instagram, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, making sure our content's on YouTube is so important because right now, as of 2020, 70% of our business comes from social media and marketing, 70% of our business. Damn, 70, that's a lot, that's a lot of, that's a, that's a lot of money, man, 70%. Yeah. yeah, coming from this stream of the, of the online platform. Now let's Correct. look at your account, let's look at your counterparts in your industry. What are, what are they doing? Like, let's talk about the, so you're, that was two years ago, that experience when you're 24, because now you're 26 now. Yes. And so you, like myself, are a young, a young, hot, rising entrepreneur. Yes. Share so with me, other people who are in your industry, what they're doing. So I want to know what the 45-year-old tax accountant down yep. the block, what they're doing for their marketing. What's the standard norm for your industry in marketing? Yeah, so the standard norm in our industry for marketing is sending out little news cards or little flyers to your mailbox letting you know, hey, I'm a tax accountant. If you're ready, I'd be happy to help you file your tax returns. That is the old model. And then if you happen to get lucky enough to get someone's email, you're going to send them an email probably in the month of December, letting them know about all of your different rates. So they might give you a phone call in January, February, March before the tax filing deadline. But we know as experienced tax accountants, that's the wrong time to do marketing. Marketing should be done every single day, 365 days out of the year. And what type of marketing should be done should be webinars, video training, because clients want social proof on how you're helping their clients. So that way it's easier for them to make a decision on working with you. Yeah, so what, what they're doing, what, what people in your industry are, are typically doing or the norm in your industry is to do some type of marketing where they do the direct mailers, where they send the, the direct mail out. And what you're suggesting and, and what's supporting you in thriving is doing online, using online platforms and offline platforms like my stage, for example, where you're speaking, where you're speaking as well as building a personal brand using webinars and so on and so forth, social media. That's correct. And part of the reason why even the stage is important for us is because I can reach more people on the stage, right? Let's just say, you know, I have an audience of 30 people. Well, those 30 people may know 30 people, right? Yeah. And if I take care of one, now that one is gonna to wanna to take care of others, right? So my goal is to make sure that I can get in front of as many people as possible. Google, Facebook allows me to do that. And then speaking on stage allows me to allow other people to market for me. Wow, wow. You know, and I, and I, I share so much about speaking and using speaking as a platform. And I think that a lot of brands are starting to understand it. And I know that you're someone who's definitely understand it and, and using having every system correctly. This weekend at the Brand Marketing Summit, ironically, what I shared was, what I shared was, hey, you need to be able to, when you speak on other people's platforms, you need to direct them to a platform that you own. Uh, Did you hear me share that part when you came in? I did, I did. So at the Brand Marketing Summit, I was saying like, I was sharing like, hey, if you're going on someone else's platform and it's a platform that you don't own, you need to capture their data somehow. And you drove, so, so you were a prime example of that, where after I did a training of how to create landing pages at the Brand Marketing Summit, how to create landing pages and how to drive traffic from other people's platforms to your landing page so you can gather the data, 
you go on my platform, you go on my stage and you pass out these, Q, these, these cards with the QR code that, that once you scan the QR code, it brings them right to your platform to schedule a call. And, um, and so you, you were a prime example of that. You were right. completely a prime example of doing, doing that and doing it successfully. That's correct. That's exactly correct. Because when those people um, scanned my QR code and got dropped to my calendar, now I have their, their names, their phone number, their contact information. If you're really smart, you'll even put a questionnaire in there so you learn a little bit more about their financial history. Now that I have all this information, I can put them into my own database and market to them. So just in case they're not sold with me on their very first time they chat with me, now they're gonna start receiving email campaigns and be put into a follow-up campaign where they're getting material being resurfaced to them. So even though they're not ready right now, they're still being provided value and they're still being followed up with even though I'm not the one who's all always calling them on the phone following up with them. Yeah, and that's, <clears throat> that's very important because that allows you to be able to, to uh, work with the client, not only with me, but, but, but past me. So for a year from now or two years from now, you know, many times that uh, th there were people at the Brand Marketing Summit that shared with me that they entered my funnel a year and a half prior. And it was until then they did a business with me. You know, I said, because I asked, hey, when did you guys get acquainted with me? Some people were like, oh, I've been following you since 2018. Or I, I actually got acquainted with you last week and someone called right. me and I purchased a ticket. But there are people who are going to say, hey, I've learned about you, you know, two years ago from Andy's event. And then now I'm doing business with you in 2022. So you want to get to a place, the people that are listening, you want to get to a place where you're able to get people's data from other platforms and put into a platform that you own. That's exactly what Carlton has done. Now, Carlton, how has how has literally speaking, like the, the speaking, this is a speaking circuit. Yeah. Because you, you spoke on my stage, you spoke on other stages. Right. Looking to gain more business, because that's the overall goal. But in addition to gaining more business, how has speaking on other people's stages supported you in the growth of your organization? Well, the first thing it does for me is it's confidence, right? Because as, as a person who's running an organization, you want to come from a place of confidence as you lead your other employees. Um, and even as you head into the marketplace, you know, things are always changing. And when you're speaking on stage, you're reaffirming your ideas, your beliefs, and what you're trying to do in this society. And so speaking on stage just appeals to my confidence first off. What also it's done for me is it's helped me increase my social media engagement because those people who will come to the events will also want to follow me and learn more about me if they're not ready to engage with me. So then they'll go to my Facebook or they'll go to my Instagram and then they'll follow my path. What that also means is there might be sharing my content with other friends and followers that they have, right? Because now if I have a new follower and I'm posting something of value to that person, they might share it with another business owner, another real estate investor. So it's of value to them. So what I would say is, is speaking on the stage not only does a lot for my confidence, it does a lot for my social media engagement and for me also being able to repurpose the content from the videos that we get from speaking on stage. So Carlton, Carlton Dennis going from the, 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 the collegiate athlete, athlete to the now renowned business operator of Carlton Dennis and Associates, what is next for Carlton? What, 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 what are we to expect? You know, we're still early on in 2020. Yeah. We haven't reached 2021 yet. What are we to expect for Carlton Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. I think what you'll expect from me is definitely a lot of growth in the firm. I want to get the firm to grow even bigger than what you guys are seeing here today. I know it's already big to a lot of people, but we definitely have a lot of aspirations to grow the firm. Um, we plan on getting into more of the real estate market. So we'll be dropping more courses 
for real estate investors on tax strategies for them um, so they can follow along with us on video training so they can leverage different tax codes to formulate strategies at their homes um, instead of always having to contact their CPA and spending you know thousands of dollars just to consult with their CPA on different strategies. Um, so we'll be working on some additional uh, programs for a lot of our investors and our business owners. Um, and then what you can also see is hopefully some books um, like the book, uh, No More Average, that Andy wrote. Um, I'm looking forward to becoming an author in the near future. So you're going to be writing, so you're essentially right now, what you're doing is you're, you're expanding on your personal Person, brand yeah. And, yeah. and expanding on that. So, so you're going to be writing books, creating courses. Now, what the fuck does a book have to do with, uh, with, uh, with taxes? You know, like, like you doing taxes. What does that have to do with the two? It has nothing to do with taxes. But what the why, book- Why do it? Why do it? Because I want to have this book because this is no longer about Carlton Dennis. It's about the legacy Carlton Dennis is trying to leave. And I realized that at the end of the day, um, I can't take anything with me, right? The only thing that I can do is leave a footprint on this earth. And it's a shame if I don't give people some of the tools that I've had and share with them a little bit more about my story so that the person who is the athlete who's waking up at four o'clock in the morning, who needs that extra bit of motivation, he now has someone who to look up to, right? He has someone to be a resource to him. And that's the person who I really want to write the book for is I want to write the book for the person who, you know, may not see the light at the end of the tunnel, but, you know, they realize that after reading my book, wow, there is an opportunity for me to become financially free. There is an opportunity for me to become a real estate investor, a business owner. There is someone who's already done it that might be the same skin color as me. And, you know, he's doing it and explaining it in a very simple format. That's powerful. Now, ex explain to me the, like, like some strategies or tips for an entrepreneur or a solopreneur who is between year one, two through six in their business. Yeah. They're generating, let's, let's say top line revenue of, let's say a hundred grand. They're making a hundred, not even, they're making 75 grand a year and, and, okay. and revenue, revenue. So they're making 75 grand in revenue and they're a solopreneur. They're completely by themselves, no teammates. Got it. How do they take care of their money to the point where they can keep more of their taxes? Got it. The first thing that we need to make sure is that you're organized because a lot of the um, overpaying in taxes happens from a lack of tracking your expenses properly. So the first thing that we need to make sure is that you have a full awareness of what is a deduction, what's not a deduction, and that you have a proper accounting system set up, that all of your bank account transactions are going into some type of program where someone is reconciling those transactions so you can see your profit and your loss for every single month. That is always going to be step number one as a new business owner. Once you get past just the regular accounting rules and you, you are now, you know, doing best practices, the next thing is to really choosing the right entity structure. If you're making anywhere between seventy-five dollars to $100,000 in net income, chances are you're probably going to need some type of S corporation. Um, an S corporation will help you eliminate your self-employment tax and you get to place yourself underneath payroll, which gives your business a deduction. So those would be two, you know, very important things to know as a business owner just kind of starting out is proper accounting and setting up your entity structure. Does that make that person W-2? If they go that from does make that person a W-2 employee, eliminating the need to pay into 15.3% in self-employment tax, which, should, which could definitely hurt a lot of our business owners who are starting out. Because as you know, Andy, 86% of all business owners fail in their first five years. And it's not because they don't know how to make income. It's because they don't know how to avoid taxes. Oh, okay, so what you're saying is that essentially... The goal is to be W-2, just in a W-2 company, just in a company that I own. That's correct. 
that's what you should be telling the world, man. Because <laughs> the world is considered thinking that W-2 is bad. Now, nah, the goal is to be W-2, but in a company that you own. That is 100% correct because everyone wants to become self-employed. But what they don't know is that their self-employment tax, which is 15.3% on top of your federal taxes, on top of your state taxes. So in order to avoid that, you need to become an, a W-2 employee underneath your own business. And the only way you can do that is by electing yourself to be taxed as an S corporation. But most people go online and what's the first thing they see is legal zoom, set up an LLC, start here, and they just go ahead and file an LLC and they think that they're set up correctly. But you know, Andy, after being at the brand marketing summit, everyone found out that, you know, maybe they shouldn't be in an LLC after meeting with me. That's so interesting, man. So you're going against what society is saying, saying society is saying, you know, well, not society, but a large portion of the entrepreneurship space is saying, fuck W2, you got to be a 1099. Right. Uh, what I'm understanding Carlton is saying is, no, you got to be a W2. However, you got to be in a, a W2 in a company that you own. Underneath your own business. So, so you, you, you own the business. And in addition to that, you're, you're saying, hey, you got to build a personal brand in your business because although you're, someone like Carlton is running a, a tax accounting business, which is not something sexy, he thrives in it because of the personal brand, recognizing that right. 70%, about, about 70% comes from online, the, his online efforts. That's correct. That, that means his business would drop to 30% of what it is today if he didn't do anything online. So all these other brands, all these other tax accountants that are suffering in their business, that trying to get that, that one client is suffering because they don't have a personal brand, because they're not well-known, because they're not on stage speaking, and but that's what makes you successful. Is that right, Carlton? That is 100% correct. And I run into clients, you know, who are, you know, a little bit older sometimes that will tell me all the time, you know, Carlton, I don't really believe in social media. I don't believe in having a, a Facebook and Instagram account, setting up things on Google. But then I show them the numbers that I'm receiving, right? And then they stop for a second and they think about it. And that, that thought right there is everything to me. Because if you're even for a second thinking about it, then you probably already know it should be incorporated into your business. And that's mm -hmm. what's important. Hey, man, Carlton, thank you so much. What would be one lasting tip for the audience that's listening? Thank you so much for this opportunity to have you serve my audience. But also, what would be one lasting tip for, you, for the, my audience? Yeah, one last tip for the audience is just understand the difference between tax preparation and tax planning. Because tax preparation just happens between the months of January through April. We're in that season right now where you're getting your 1099s, your W-2s, your mortgage interest statements. So it's the time to file your returns. But immediately after tax season is when you should be meeting back with your tax provider to do tax planning because you're making most of your financial decisions throughout the year. And that's when your tax accountant can leverage strategies to formulate tax codes and strategies to reduce your tax bill. Ooh, powerful. And how can people get in contact with you, Carlton, to learn more about how they can save more, of mo more money and bring their tax liability to zero? Absolutely. You can visit us at www.carladennis.com. Again, that's www.carladennis.com. Carla is spelled with a K. You're more than able to reach out to us at our office line at 714-252-5822. Again, that number is 714-252-5822 and ask for Carlton. Hey, Carlton, thank you so much for the opportunity to have you serve my audience. I'll see you on the Progression Conference Tour. Let's win this year, baby. Thank you so much, Andy, for the opportunity. And I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Right on.